Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Piber on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Outdoor Line, streaming live on MyNorthwest.com. Don't forget about the live video feed on 710sports.com, and of course, the venerable TheOutdoorLine.com. With blogs, podcasts, and so very, very much more. Good morning, Joe Pyburn. Good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody that took the time out of their Saturday, last Saturday morning, to come see us at Three Rivers Marine. That was a really cool event. It dude. was very cool. Uh, yeah. You know, um, we had so many people bring their boats in, and uh, we were genuinely able to help some people with some stuff going on in their rides, man. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really cool, man. I mean, I think by the time we wrapped up the show, there was ten or twelve trucks and trailers wrapped around Three Rivers Marine. Folks uh, wanting us to come out there and check out their their ride and see if we could help them out. And and um, you know, you know, one guy stayed there till almost two o'clock. <laughs> Uh, and and you helped him out with some zinc issues and a few things. You know, and they, and they, they had a nice Alumaweld boat. And, they did. And, and uh, they just needed like a, a little tool well, from Nelly. And then and then they stayed there. That guy went into the shop with me four different times <laughs> buying gear. And then, oh, then that the, you sent him a then, picture of a Lincod. You said they, they, they went out they that went afternoon. Out yes. And they caught their first Lincod <laughs> on live bait. That's so cool. So look. This guy is super good dude and a nice boat, and but he was under the impression that the zincs on his Yamaha outboards were protecting his aluminum hull. Yeah. Uh-uh. Nope. Not, not even. No. I mean, and, and, and just little things like that, you think, okay, well, I got a zinc. It's on the motor. You know, that, that zinc may provide a teeny tiny little bit of, of protection, but it's going to accelerate the wear on those anodes that are on the motors. But those anodes that are on the motors are for the motors that's yes. it yeah that's it so yeah you need to sink your and your your boat fishes better when when you have things like that but so many people had addressed their battery issues and their electronics issues and we were able to get on and help people with their autopilots and little stuff you know stuff that you would just struggle with right so we we got such a wonderful positive response to that we're going to do that again next spring but do it earlier in the year yeah, before you know, we have, I mean, I was surprised. It was a beautiful day. It was. Lincoln yeah. Halibut are open, yeah. and still we had a great turnout. And, and um, Dude, every- I, I stayed there till about 2 o'clock yeah. in the afternoon, and, and people just kept coming in and, and uh, you know, buying all the stuff that we're talking about, which is so cool to see. No doubt. And then going out and being successful. I love that. That was cool. That was really cool because you, you hooked that guy up, and then you sent me a picture later, and, and I recognized the guy who was this kid. It was kid. his son. It was his son, yeah, yeah that, that got that got that Lincoln. Um, Lincoln fishing in Puget Sound is holding up. I, I mean, the currents today, yesterday, and today are a little bit tough, yeah. but they're starting to kind of moderate a little bit more here. Yeah, this is the the time where we have like today we have a five a.m. high tide, a ten point five, ripping out yeah. till noon, uh, a two minus two point four. So you got to really focus right. on the the bottom, <clears throat> either the top. You got to be out there. At the crack of dawn for the top of that high, so tell, and then or be out there at the very bottom of that low. Tell tell our doc Chris Beard and his son Timmy that that look, 
I, yesterday was a crappy day. Will you tell them yesterday would have been a really tough yes, day for Link? I'll make sure. It, it would have been, them, yeah. Yes. They, they're, well, I know Timmy's probably listening anyway. So, yeah. all right. We're, don't worry. We'll get you out. Meanwhile, now we're looking, okay, this is, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of wearing, wearing May out here. We're looking towards June. We got that Area 10 resident resident cohort program yep. we and, and area 11 opens up and if you don't think our buddies in the south sound gabe miller bob buchanan everybody's all fired up over well look what's going on in area 13 Dude, there's been some really good chinook fishing good. down there so you know hopefully we don't have what happened last year where we open up area 11 and, and smoke that thing real could, fast can we just call area 11 and area 13 what they are okay area 13 you're south of the Tacoma Narrows Bridge. Yeah. Area 11, you're just on the Claybanks. We're just north of the Everything happens right around the bridge, it seems like, in, in those two marine areas. So so you're either north of the bridge or south, south of the bridge. Of the bridge. But, but, it, but, it's, but it's really cool. And, and what a wonderful little fishery. And that it, it's got its, its, its own flavor because you're just so close. The water's so calm, generally. You know, and everything takes part out of the Point Defiance State Park and the boathouse and yeah. everything like it's that. A, it's, it's a close, it is, knit group of yeah, folks every, that are down there. And, got and, their moochers and, and got I, their got their meat lines, which somebody meat, is yet to fully yeah. to fully elucidate to me. I just don't understand the whole meat line deal. And then um, we we've kind of reached a point on the coastal link. Excuse me, the coastal halibut deal, where it's kind of turned a little tough. Yeah, it's just one of those things that you know. I went out there and we just, I think we just kind of lucked onto it and we, we hammered them pretty good. But just talking to, I'm talking to guys in Westport, talking to guys in Nia Bay, all over the place. And, you know, if some guys are landing on them and they're getting their fish, but it hasn't been the lights out, you know, halibut fishing that we're used to on the coast. Uh, talking to uh, Nick Scaftron yesterday out in Westport, he said, you know, this thing could really pick up in June. We get, sure. they get some June days, um, you know. They're scraping their fish out, but they're having to do weird stuff like fish 960 feet deep, <laughs> which sounds really fun. Dude, um, I, I mean, I know guys in Sitka that do that for, for black cod, you know, and, and I understand, okay, that's more anchor rope. More, <laughs> I need more anchor rope. You need that. way no, more. No, I'm, not, I'm not anchoring in a 1,000 feet of water, dude. I'm sorry. I'm just not doing well, one, it. Well, one thing but, back to Puget Sound that you and I saw when we were out ling cod fishing was there are some really – Nice size resident coho, and I don't know. We were out with Gary Krein uh, last week. What did we see? A hundred of those things. I mean, you just if you just stared out across the sound pop, and kept pop, your pop, eyes pop, focused, pop, 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 you're just pop, seeing pop, them pop, jump pop, out of the water yeah, all over the place. Crazy, really yeah. cool. So I think the the resi coho fishing down in ten is probably going to be gangbusters right out of the gate. So speaking of gangbusters, um, that is probably the only way you can describe what's going on in the Bonneville pool right now. Pool. Right now, the lower river, the lower Columbia reopened for six days. Okay, well, mm-hmm. now let's just let's just break this down a little bit. In forty-five days, the guys got like twenty-five, twenty-six hundred springers. Okay, mm-hmm. in forty-five days, ideal water conditions. Obviously, not the peak of the migration, but the river was beautiful. Now we've had several hot days. Well, Lamets puke and the main stems puke and floating logs. Now you get six days. With super challenge visibility, nobody's on the troll. Everybody's anchored up in the travel lanes alongside the shore, what used to be rocks and sticks and trees here. Mm -hmm. In six days, they're not catching a 1,000 fish, dude. No. No. No, I don't think so. No way. No. Not not if it took you 45 to get 2,700, you know. Now, 
but you look at the numbers going over Bonneville. I mean, you know, last last week we mentioned that that 30 35% of the run came over in a week. Mm-hmm. Well, now on a run that was 2 weeks ago that was 40 percentile, 30 percentile, now it's 98% of the 10-year average. However, the Technical Advisory Committee came out and downgraded that run to 139,000. 139 from 198. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, depending on how, you know, where you're looking at it, these are, these are the TAC's, TAC's numbers. So still a decent Springer run, but not everything that, that we thought it sure. would be. Yeah. Um, now, okay, so that's a reason to maybe, what's, what's the name of that show? Uh, temp, temper Your Enthusiasm, or what, what is it? What's the name of the show, Matthew? Cur, curb, curb Your Enthusiasm. Thank you, thank you, thank Matt. You, thank you, thank uh, you, Resident uh, cultural reference uh, czar Matt Nelson from the back room there. Uh, so we need to, so that would curb your enthusiasm with regard to our Sam runs a little bit. Were it not for what's going on in Sitka, what's going on in Craig, and what we're hearing from Peregrine Lodge too? Yeah, which is which is pretty cool. I mean, the dude, Chinook fishing up there right now is. I mean, it's good. You know, and so now. Also, another in another piece of news, in, in related news, the lawsuit, um, U.S. District Judge Richard Jones this week ordered ordered NIMPS to redo the biological opinion that regulates the, the Alaska salmon commercial trolling harvest. In other words, they have no commercial authorization. They have no legal authorization to persecute a summer troll fishery. Mm-hmm. So in the short term, that's going to mean... A, you know, more Chinook coming down here. In the long term, I don't like that because here's a non-governmental organization bringing suit mm-hmm. that affects a commercial operation. But I think this is going to end up blowing up in, in the wild fish conspiracy's face. And, and uh, you know, we, we shall see. Well, we'll, we'll shall see. We're obviously, you know, yeah. we're going to cover this all the way through. Oh, yes. And, you know, they're attacking the commercial fishery. They're attacking uh, the, production. The, the customers who go and buy a salmon yeah. and, and take it home and eat it. They yep. don't want people eating salmon. And at the same time, they're attacking the hatchery production. So what is it? Uh, we're, we're trying to save these fish for the orcas, but then they're shutting down hatchery production. So I don't know. It, you know, you just have this- to look at the history of this anti-hatchery. That So where the rubber meets the road is – at the, the the end of the day, the, the amount of wild fish on spawning gravel has the steelhead hatchery closure done that? No, has not not if, by any measurable metric no. anywhere in the graph the, the, the geo- geographical range of, of steelhead has this happened. No, so now you're going to take this same busted, weird, ridiculous junk science and apply it to salmon fisheries. These these guys are these guys are bitten off a little bit more than they can chew this time. Let's around. hope. So, I sincerely hope so. All right, running down the show a little bit. So your cousin, Ryan Lampers, the stealthy hunter, uh, which I'm just going to start calling him the predator. Yeah. Because he's 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 PW cubed predator 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 whacker cubed. He, he pulled off something that that I don't think anybody any of the top guys in the country, uh, backcountry hunters, your Jim Shockies, your you know. Any of these guys, he pulled off something that's pretty pretty phenomenal. Uh, he went into the backcountry on one single hunt, and he he got the trifecta. He killed a cougar, a wolf, 
and a black bear on one hunt. I mean, that's who does that? <laughs> your cousin Ryan Lampers, yeah. who's joining us later later this hour in the in in, in the tech line here. So Ryan's Ryan's going to jump in and run through that for us. Then we are. This is the the was the last Saturday before the season, right? Memorial mm-hmm. Day to Labor Day is always the season around here, right? So look, are you ready? Okay, is your rig ready? Is your trailer ready? Everything like this. Look, man, if if you don't think that doing trailer maintenance, doing maintenance on your on your rig, on your boat, and everything like is important, look, maintenance will be served. Maintenance will occur. It's either on your schedule or it's on your tire schedule or your bearing yes. schedule. So uh, Garrett Melton, our, our, our new bestest buddy, Les Schwab Covington, is going to jump in and kind of talk to us just about a couple things you need to think about. This is a great week right before Memorial Day weekend to get your you-know-what together, and Garrett's going to help us with that. And then, you know, we mentioned the smoking hot fishing going on in in, in Haida Gwaii, and uh, you still got one month to join us up there. Chad Allison uh, of Peregrine Lodge is going to jump in, and I hope you can join Dave Wyman, Brock Heward, and, and, and Matthew and myself up at, up at Peregrine Lodge in, in one month. Okay, you got one month to get this done. We still have some seats available, which, which has never happened before. So uh, if you want to take advantage of some of the best Chinook, season, Chinook fishing that I've heard of, I mean, dude, two of the guys went out earlier this week, and it was a 20 Chinook bite morning, and they didn't even have to go out to get their halibut because the Chinook were biting cut plugs off the kelp. Or excuse me, excuse me, the the, the halibut halibut, halibut were biting cut plugs right right with them. So you don't know what it's going to be. It's either going to be a 50-pound halibut or or, or a 25-pound king, you know. And it could be a... It could, it could be, be a big king. It could be a big king, especially yeah. earlier earlier really? in the run. You're going to see you know, some of those rivers inlet fish come through, some of those skeena fish come through, some of the larger north of the British Columbia stock fish come through. So, yeah, you know, our good friend Lisa Killick, they whacked a 54 up there a couple years ago, mm-hmm. or the year before, actually last year. Last year, yeah, no question. Uh, it is also Military Appreciation Month, Military Appreciation Weekend, Armed Forces Weekend. Thank you for your service from Vortex Optics. Take 50% off. Through the rest of the month, you need to go to vortexoptics.com, and they're going to crack you over to a site called Expert Voice, and you're going to get a discount. If you're and a military I'm, I'm guy, on Expert Voice. Oh, you, you are? Know, okay. Yeah. So um, they don't only have Vortex products. They have everything out there, and they offer a military discount. Most companies do. Vortex kicking down 50% off, which is amazing. Uh, so go sign up for Expert Voice. All you military guys and police officers, you can all sign up and, and jump on there. And uh, get some great deals. Even even ex firefighters can do it. You can, and you get well, in. especially ex firefighter radio show hosts. So you, you can you can get on there. So right? we had something go down on the boat this week, and and it was something that we're going to devote the next segment to. Okay, what's your plan, guys? What is your plan if this happens on your boat? What's your afloat plan? You got a medical emergency on the boat. You got a mechanical issue. You're rendering assistance. Have you thought about this? Well, you're going to think about it next. Give us 90 seconds to tell you what happened on our boat that sobered us up quick. Here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. This is the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station. So, so Joey, I, I guess you know we kind of started fishing together probably like in 2018 because yep. it was it was 2018. It was you the still last your, uh, the 20, your 28 Weldcraft, and then um, I'll never forget the look on your face when the sea beast showed up on the floor <laughs> of the Seattle boat show. That's and when I was like, I think I love this guy. <laughs> I think, I, like this I, think I just fell in love with Nelly. So, um, but since we've been fishing together, we have had we've rendered assistance to other boats. Yes, we have 
uh, you know, had a mechanical issue, right? And then you know, we we had kind of a lighter medical issue a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. right? But we had a friend on board that had the big one. Yeah. Okay. And and we're talking, you know, about cardiac arrest. Yes. A very, very serious situation. Yeah, to say the least. Yeah. And, and so, you, you know, I... I retired a few years ago, Seattle Fire, and, and so it was our job, right, to take care of this. Medic One stock and trade is obviously chest pain and taking care of things. And so I'm, you know, I'm getting him in a position in order to do, you know, CPR on him and you knew your job. You're behind the wheel of the boat and we are headed for the headed for the ramp, right? There was no there was no point in calling for assistance at that point just yet because we were We needed to get we needed, we needed to, to get back to port. We need to get back to port. And then, and then at that point, you know, we had, we had to assess the situation. Okay. So since I've had a lot of experience doing that and you're a completely experienced boat operator, we knew what to do without exactly, you know, having this conversation. Hey, listen, if somebody goes down on the boat, this is what we should be thinking about. Right. We didn't even have to have that conversation. But, but it's something I also, I never really think about when I'm on other people's boats. Right. But you do now. I, oh, I've been thinking about it every minute of every day since this happened. So, gang, when you are operating your boat and you have guests on board, their safety is your responsibility. Okay? First steps of ensuring their safety is making sure your boat is well-maintained and a, and what they what, what is referred to as a well-found vessel. It mm-hmm. is it is seaworthy. It is in good repair. It has fully charged batteries. It has fuel, full fuel tanks, everything. It's an awesome responsibility and one that I take very, very, very seriously. And that was one of the points behind the Three Rivers Marine event last week where we had guys you know, have their boat in. And I talked to more than one guy about fire extinguishers and about first aid kits and all this kind of stuff. But what's your plan, guys? What is your plan? Just having the gear, having safety gear is really not enough because you got to know what's in that first aid kit you got to know how old that fire extinguisher is. It, it, you know, is it is it suitable for for uh, flammable liquid fires? Is it A B C D authorized? Right, mm-hmm. especially now in, the, in this age of lithium batteries, you need a special fire extinguisher to take care of those too, because some of the ABCs won't have that. Okay, so what is your plan? You need to talk about this. You need to consider it. And I'm not saying that you know before that you need you need somebody's medical chart before they get on board but you can kind of look at people and and see you know have in your mind's eye right what they well of course yeah if and and we all fish with a bunch of different people uh if you have a a fella on board like um gary crine gary crine is in his 70s yep he is fit as a fiddle he is uh he with his new lenses in his eyes now he can see very far (laughs) and he's very very proud of that um but you know you want to be prepared in case something happens, not only to one of your guests, but yourself. That's right. Right? So when people come aboard, you should ask them, hey, who here has the most experience running a boat? If something was to happen to me, who is going to get us back here safely? Who has the most first aid CPR experience in case we have an injury on the boat? Let's have a plan, you know, in case something goes down. When you book a trip at Peregrine Lodge, you fill out a questionnaire. 
And that's one of the questioners. Do you have any dietary restrictions? Mm-hmm. Do you have any medical history that, that we need to know about and be prepared for and all this stuff? And dude, there's there's AEDs in the lodge and on and and, and on one of the sport boats and, and all that stuff. It's and that's and, very, and very folks, important. But for the, folks that don't know what an AED is, that okay. is a portable heart defibrillator. Right. And and I've been looking at them online because we're gonna get one on our boat now. Yep. Um and they range price wise but you can get them as cheap as 700 bucks up to about a couple thousand bucks uh it is cheap insurance if somebody goes down on your boat and it is a heart problem listen uh a trained professional like tom who knows cpr and has done it a lot it is second nature to tom it's muscle memory he knows exactly what he's doing the average person it's about 10 percent. that's about if that. it's about 10 percent, yeah. maybe that you're going to resuscitate that person. An AED, that's your best shot of For get, sure. bringing somebody oh, you, back. You are raising um, the outcome potential. Like, and we were very, very fortunate that this. You know, we 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 got our we got our guy to the emergency room. He had, uh, you know, he had a implantable right so, defibrillator, and so in, so he in, had one inside, had one of, inside him. of him. And Tom it, Tom was actually, I'm uh, running the boat. I can hear everything that's going on in the back deck. Because when he he went down, Tom caught him and and gently put him on the back deck. We got a pillow under his head because we have pillows on board. Dude, that is so important because you, you don't get- want the guy's head bouncing around on the back deck of your boat. Get something soft under there, you know, one of your throwable, inflatable, or um, PFDs yes. or a you, pillow. You are you required pillows. to have yes. a throwable, and that's a great one to have. Nelly's going down to start working on this, our friend. Um, are very close friends, so that you got to think about that too. This is yeah. somebody who Tom know, has known his whole life, and somebody I I've known for twenty five years. Um, Tom goes down to start working on him, and I hear Tom go, "Oh, I got shocked." Yep, that's good. Good news. That's good. Yep. Let don't touch him. Nobody it, touch him. Let it do its job, and then it hit him. It hit him four times. Yeah. Before he came back, and then I heard him say. Oh, Tom, what happened? what happened? And you said you, you just had a you, you had said, a cardiac event. Yeah, so and and then our our friend, this is a, this is actually what he said. I heard him say this. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm going to be okay. Let's go catch our link cog. <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> Tom, Tom kind of chuckled and said, you, you are going to the ER. Straight to the we ER. we are going to figure out oh, what happened. And and, and, I, and I rolled him in there, you know. I mean, without incident, we, you know, we, we had a plan. We we're going to roll back to the dock at Bayside Marine. And should something more happen, we we're going to have Everett Fire meet us down there and, and you know, continue CPR, whatever we needed to, needed to do. Thankfully, we didn't need to yep. do that anymore. Got him to the ER and the charge nurse at the ER lit me up, dude. For not for not calling. calling. Why, dude? Why didn't you bring? Why didn't you have him transported? It's like I'm a firefighter. It's not, yeah, I'm not gonna call somebody. I'm do well, it, and right? we're three. You know? We were so about what three minutes? We weren't far. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool right thing. There. Very very cool thing about the Port Everett. He's so close to you know all that type of support stuff. So look, not gonna belabor the point. Here's the deal: have a first aid kit, know how to use it, take a first aid class, take care of yourself, dude. Who wants to fish with me if I roll down with a rusty oxygen tank and cannula? Oh, let's go fishing, yeah. boys, right? No, you owe it to yourself to keep yourself in, in, in good shape, keep your boat in good shape, have a first aid kit, have have a plan. Have a plan. And have the conversation with the yeah. people that you fish with. Hey, 
look, we're coming into the busiest part of our fishing season we are, right dude. here. We're gonna we have shrimp coming up this next week. There's gonna be a lot of people on the water, and I will guarantee you there is gonna be some type of an injury or a breakdown or something. There look, there's gonna be so many people on the water who haven't had their boats out. Have a plan. And and one more thing I'm gonna say is on everybody's boats. You've got gaff hooks, you've got big nasty hooks, you've got knives, you've got stuff like that. So think along those lines, too. Um, go on YouTube and and search Israeli bandage. You can do more with an Israeli bandage than you can with any other, you know, to, to stop a bleed. And we're actually going to talk about Ryan Lampers about this, too, coming up next, because he's got a little kit that you pack with you in the backcountry, right? And so do I. Our friend Mike Pitson built me oh, yeah. one. It's, there we it's go. small. It has everything I need in there. You know. But you need to drill on it. You need to be. you got to open it up and look at yeah, what's gotta, in there and know how to use the, the stuff, it right? Just the, it's like the first time. When you need something like that mm-hmm. and you're by yourself and you, you got to know what's in there because you may not have all 10 fingers to work with or, or you know, maybe you're doing it one-handed. Maybe Who's- Shane Palcoa dropped a <laughs> giant dungeon-esque crab on your hand and now you're bleeding. What are you going to do? Shane had to go under the bus at some point here. Yeah, there's no question. All right, we're going <laughs> to pop out of here for a quick break. The Predators, Predators, Predator joining us next. He got a wolf. He got a bear. He got a cougar. And doing so... Saved a couple dozen elk. There's just oh, no yeah, question about sure. that. Ryan Lampers, the stealthy hunter, joining us next year in the outdoor line. Sales Sports Station 710, Sales Sports app. Welcome to the BOMAC Tech Line. BOMAC has all the gear for all your techniques, and SMI shellfish gear is simply the best. BOMAC, we catch big fish. So it's no secret that, that ever since the reduction of, uh, of, of wolves into the North American West, that we've seen elk and deer populations crash all over the place and now in some of the areas that hunting is allowed it's it's you know it's still a phenomenal task to get one of these animals and i got tremendous respect for anybody that goes predator hunting because they're they're saving ungulate populations as they do so joey oh yeah absolutely you know we uh it, it was the early 90s when they were reintroduced to idaho and and they took off there and we saw our area go from this amazing elk hunting unit to you could barely find an elk and and if you did they were usually chewed on and dead killed by a wolf so and that's the problem with wolves is sometimes they just keep on killing and they can't sure, consume the animals a, you know, it's a problem they're, they're, but I, you know, I know guys that have killed bears you know i know guys that have killed cougars i don't get you know a few guys have killed wolves i don't know anybody that's done all three so we're talking to him next Log on to StealthyHunter.com. That's the website of uh, the Predators, Predators, Predator, Ryan Lampers. Good morning, Ryan. Morning, buddy. Hey, good morning, guys. You got a story for us? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I do have some stories. It's been a great spring so far. Yeah, it's been uh, a ton of fun, a lot of work, and we've had some success. So you, you've you started doing this deal in the spring where – you're hitting multiple states. You're hunting for spring bears, which we, you and I have a passion for hunting bears. We love to eat those suckers, so we want to get our our, uh, our bear meat piled up. But then you're you're starting to run into some other stuff while you're out there. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about this spring hunt where you're back. You were back there for a bunch of days. I think you finally um, you wore out your crew, which you've I been did. known to do. <laughs> so you end up back there by yourself eventually, but. Run us through your your spring hunt here, Ben. Yeah, it was uh, it was a I was the last man standing on this one. It it took a bit, but just had so much fun back there. It's a ton ton of fun. We um, so we started off this trip, and you're right, Joe. You know, we we've been um, taking on this uh, spring bear thing, hot and heavy, 
we we love to hit multiple states you know being in montana here we we have a high snowpack this year and uh so one of those years where it's going to be a little bit later in the spring where montana really kicks off so um you know we started off over in idaho this year and and uh it's a little bit early for bears you know the green up that green wave of grass just wasn't really popping quite yet so we really did kind of put our focus onto some of those wolves you know i i um we we hunt areas now where there's a lot of wintering elk the few that are left are wintering in these uh these certain areas and you know i was telling tom um in our prior conversation you know some of these areas are absolutely packed with wolves um on the trails where we're having a hard time going 10 yards without stepping over a uh some wolf scat it's just nothing but elk hair and hooves so the you know the predators are are pretty thick right now and the wolf or the elk numbers are way down but yeah this trip um man it had all the things we we ended up taking two wolves uh i took a, a big male I had glassed up from a couple miles away and uh, got into position and, and relocated him and got a nice close shot on him, put him down. And then um, my buddy Brad was able to take another one a couple days after that. And then I'll be danged if uh, I had moved up drainage a few miles and I started seeing a lot of cap gat up there, you know, uh, mountain lion stuff. And I found this little den where that thing had just been and his tracks were in and out he'd been tearing it up under this rock and so i thought it wise to go back and and maybe do some calling and uh, i absolutely love calling in predators in the spring it's one of the just absolute most exhilarating things you can do and extremely effective very effective ton of fun it's intense and uh man sometimes they come in slow but sometimes they come in hot and this cat came in hot he i mean he was um when i first saw him he's about 300 yards out just kind of slinking in um, after my first round of calls. And then the next time I saw him, he was, he was way tighter and, um, and he kind of got in the brush and uh, kind of ripped on some falling in distress again. And that thing just came flying in and he got up on this log and, and I put him down. And, yeah. <laughs> so that and, was cool. And, 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 and it, so it, I'll be honest, it took a few more days of, uh, of uh, bear hunting to get that bear tag filled but um, i ended up calling in a second mountain lion uh five days after that first one that i got so um yeah we were in a uh pretty heavy predator target rich environment and and you and i during this whole hunt you and i are we're talking back and forth uh through through the inreach right and and obviously you get the wolf i'm like whoa that is amazing second year in a row ryan's killed the wolf then you're like hey i think i found this cougar den and so i'm like you know and 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 obviously we're not just talking all the time i'm getting like one message a day so then i'm like man ryan's on a cougar you know and and most of my buddies if they found tracks or thought they were on a cougar i'd be like uh they're about maybe they got 40 percent chance of getting that or 30 percent but i knew once you knew where that den was that that was a dead cat and then after you killed that cat i was like dude you you have to kill a bear. You have <laughs> to get the, the trifecta. trifecta. <laughs> like, I don't know anybody who's crown. ever done that. And it did take you a wow. little bit of time, but finally you sent me the message, yeah. bear down. I, I don't know yeah. that. I don't, I've never heard of anybody doing that in the no. same, on the same hunt, dude. I, I mean, have you, I mean, yeah. I, 
Have, have no. You? no. No, 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 no. Okay. It's so rare. You know, wolves are rare. Wolves are tough. Wolves are extremely intelligent animals, and they are tough to get on the mountain. They're just so elusive. And we all know cats are the same. Um, you know, it, you know, running them with dogs or whatever, that's one thing. But it's so rare to uh, put yourself in a spot that, that has a cat or two and, and then to be able to call them in and get eyes on them and, and get a shot. It's, it doesn't happen very often. It's, it's a rarity. So I'm, I'm blessed to have that opportunity. And, yeah, it worked out this year. But, yeah, Joe, you know, you're right. We, the cat meat is one thing. You know, we, we absolutely love bear meat, but cat meat is next level as well. And um, been chewing on that, man, it is so good. Well, and this is your second, <laughs> your second cougar. You and I were lucky enough uh, many years ago. We doubled up on a couple cats uh, in the back country, so we we had tasted the sweet, sweet flesh of of a cougar, uh, and and we both yeah. always, you know, I always would, I think about that, and I want to get back to that, and I, I'd love to get another cat. Um, but then you spent, you you went home, you reset, you went back. And you took mm-hmm. our, our Vortex friends, Team Vortex, Mark Boardman and his crew, on a on a spring bear hunt, and and uh, they had a great hunt. We're we're gonna have Mark on to tell that story, okay? Um, but cool. but you were successful right. again uh, mm-hmm. after you wore out those those <laughs> flatland whitetail hunters, and they <laughs> went home. They they slinked back to Wisconsin, and you stayed in there by yourself, and you and you killed another bruiser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a couple of great jet blacks this year so got got meat back in the freezer um it's been a tough year honestly you know things didn't go easy uh on either one of those hunts this year and but we stuck it out and um props to the guys there at vortex you know they they followed around in those hills and like i said those those boys have never seen hills this steep they've never been in hills this steep in their life this was some next level terrain and um but man yeah they they uh they kept at it and kept grinding and and we got one right at the end there and and uh, it was a successful trip and we you know the 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 final moments of that trip were us sitting around a campfire eating bear meat over a fire just great no, so awesome perfect we're talking any better guys than mark boardman yeah, no doubt cool. man i love having him on board or around there's no question talking to ryan lampers this morning stealthy hunter the website stealthyhunter.com so you also do some instruction. I mean, you don't do what you do without staying in a level of physical shape and, and, and being prepared. So tell us a little bit about the 2023 Hunt Summits you got coming up here, Ryan Lampers. Yeah, we are getting very close to our Western Hunt Summit. Uh, we kick off uh, mid-June. Most of the guys are showing up June 15th through the 18th. And then we got another big crew coming in for the combo event on the 22nd through the 25th. And then we have folks showing up in between that. But yeah, it's a great crew. We got packed crowd this year coming in. This year we decided to do it over in the Missouri River breaks of Montana. So it's kind of a new venue for us. Uh, we're going to be looking at a lot of elk, a lot of deer, uh, some big horns. And, you know, we put these classes on as uh, kind of, you know, there's a lot of education to it as far as tips and tactics and things. And we do a, uh, a very good backcountry medical course for guys that are just getting into hunting. It's very important. And then we, you know, we show these guys a good time. So we do a lot of 3D shooting with weight on our back, five-mile courses, 25 targets. Uh, we do some rifle stuff. We kind of mix it up and just keep it fun. It's it's a good experience for guys and kind of shows off Montana a little bit as well. So, um, you know, we have fun with it. The family loves it. It's a great time. But uh, overall, it is a uh, very good educational event for well, guys and, looking. An amazing list of presenters. You got Joel Turner. 
Jason Phelps, Mark Livesey, Brian Call, and yourself, Ryan Lampers. Uh, you're learning from the best. These guys are successful year after year after year with elk and mule deer and bears and all of it. Um, it's just, you know, it will take you to the next level. Uh, from you, you could be a beginner, and it puts you right up there with some of these guys on the mountain. Yeah, what's cool about this event, Joe and Tom, is, you know, we, we, we give ourselves enough time to just have casual conversations around the presentation. You know, we're, we're sitting around in the morning drinking coffee, and we're talking hunting, and we're talking about the stories that, that happened, that worked, that didn't work. And, um, you know, a lot of the value that I found that folks have expressed to me comes from those conversations with, yeah, guys like Brian Barney or Brady Miller or some guys that are just absolute crushers in the mountains and they're very successful and they have, they have that secret sauce and uh, they're very happy to share it with everybody else. So, you know, that's, that's kind of the, uh, you know, when I think about these events, I look at that downtime that we get to have those conversations aside from all the things that we have scheduled. They're just, they're just golden. And that's what we've been, uh, people have expressed that to us anyway. You can, you can jump on. You can jump on to uh, stealthyhunter.com and subscribe to the email list. You're going to get a lot of opportunity to talk about. And then they talk about the four areas: big interest, food, family, nature, health, a whole bunch of stuff. You need to check this out. Yep. Stealthyhunter.com. We're up against a break, buddy. I got to roll, but uh, we'll, we'll have you back on again soon. We appreciate it, and dude, thanks for thanks for preserving the elk population for all of us, dude. An elk, a cougar, and a bear. That's a that's a heck of a spring, dude. That's a heck of a career for a hunter, let alone let alone a spring, Ryan. Yeah, we're trying. I uh, appreciate it. Hey, uh, thanks, guys. Hi, uh, buddy. Later, brother. Talk to you soon. Coming up next, Ray Marine Picks of the Week here for the 20th of May already. Right here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the Outdoor Line Picks of the Week, presented by Ray Marine Electronics. Don't just go fishing, go hunting underwater. Ray Marine, simply superior. Save up the 2500 bucks on new gear through July 9th. It's a Ray Marine full throttle savings event. Check that out and more at raymarine.com. Well, we're going to turn on the Raymarine, and we're going to be looking for clouds above steep structure, rocky steep structure in the 275 to 375 foot depth contour on the 25th. What am I talking about, Joe? Shrimp season in Puget Sound. And then, and then Bubba will be on the back deck, <laughs> Bob Buchanan, mixing up his slurry of bait putting it in the pots, Dude. and then we'll watch those pots on the Raymarine drop <laughs> right into those clouds of shrimp, yeah. and we'll let them sit there for a while, pull them up, and we'll have our limit, and everybody will be happy except for except you for me. that can't eat them, yeah. which is why it's wonderful to take you prawn fishing. Sure. But unfortunately, your your wife loves to eat prawns. She as, does. As does mine. So uh, that will be fine. We'll be, uh, Lord willing, we'll be catching and eating some prawns on the 20, excuse me, Thursday, the, 20th, it's the tw- 25th. Yes. Thursday, the um, 25th of May this week. And uh, yeah, there'll be a that. So when you look out on Puget Sound on the 25th, you're going to see kind of a haze of a yellow stain uh, across Puget Sound. And uh, that's that's going to be the floats you're going to be seeing. But uh, it's real cool. It's one of the reasons that we have gray whales in Puget Sound just about constantly throughout the year is they eat those. They, they eat a lot of the, the deep water prawns. They also roll around and eat ghost shrimp too. Oh yeah, so, sure. So really, sure. really, really interesting to see that whole that whole thing take. And place. And all of our shallower, you know, even up to seventy to down to two hundred feet is loaded with coon shrimp, Pacific pinks. Yep. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of shrimp in Puget Sound. 
It's loaded with them, you know. And, and we get this very limited season, so we don't we don't hammer on them too hard. So it's but a, that's it's what, a, but what, what I've noticed is like if you go to uh, you go to Nutka Sound, for instance, on the west side of, of Vancouver Island, you go shrimping up there, and even the the spot prawns they're not that big, right? We've got a healthier age structure here in Puget Sound. We get some big Jumbos. ones, big ones, dude. Big, yeah, and not uh, you know nice I've seen them bronze. nine, maybe even ten inches yeah. from from the snout all the way to the tail. Um, some other stuff going on around here. Obviously, we got six more days on the Lower Columbia for Springers through May twenty fourth. Uh, the Kokanee Derby going off right now at oh, Lake that's Stevens. Kokanee fishing true. has been really really good on Lake Stevens. Uh, checked in with uh, Kevin John up at Holiday Sports. Kind of asking him about what's going on on the Skagit. Obviously, the Skagit bumped up a bit, but, you know, the guys who are doing well there, Kevin said, man, a lot of guys just fish too deep. Look at that. When that watercolor is is kind of dirty, look in that three to six or that six to eight foot range. Yeah. Don't go too deep. No, Stay don't. in those travel lanes. And guys are catching some fish up there. Um, checked in on the east side. Checked in with Joe Roder over at Red's. The the caddis hatch is nuts. Oh, I can only. Imagine, I mean, dude. you have to. That's that is a reason to wear like a some type of covering over your face. You're going to get a, a mouthful of caddis. <laughs> so it takes uh, care of lunch at the same time. Though. He said the large mouth and small mouth uh, in the basin are just popping right now. They're getting them on the beds. They're getting them on top water stuff. The bass fishing over on the east side is is really killer. They got their um, their mountain streams. So all the small streams open up May 27th. And he said, man, don't overlook some of those little streams. You got the Natchez, the Tianaway. A lot of those little streams have some really phenomenal topwater dry fly fishing. Um, checked in with John Sporting Goods. They said, man, that, you know, we talked about it earlier. The Lincod fishing here at Possession just has not slowed down. It's been really, really consistent. The only thing that slows it down is the increasing the speed of the current, sure. right? And that, and that's going to... That's going to kind of hold you back a little bit. Did yesterday, probably will today, to a lesser extent tomorrow. But by midweek, we're, we're starting to see this flood in the early morning that's really going to slow down, and then the water's going to reverse and, and head on out. So we we may have to. In fact, we may have to take our next guest out yes. uh, out out to uh, that would be great. Yeah, that would be that would be Garrett Bradford. Yes, or excuse me, Garrett Melton um, is is going to is going to jump on uh, jump on the boat and do a little bit of that. But there's lots to do. Uh, and looking down the line of, at Memorial Day weekend. You've got a complete Memorial Day weekend to go halibut fish to. Then right afterwards, we get that all, every day in June is going to be available to halibut fishermen here in the Straits and, and in Puget Sound. That's going to be super interesting. You've got, you know, looking on farther down the line, the June 1st brings our resident coho opener. It brings the Area 11 Chinook opener. I think um, there's this thing called the uh, the bubble. The bubble? Does that open? I don't know what you're talking about. Yes. Uh, actually, a <laughs> the week- Tulalip Bubble Fishery is yeah. going to open, up on, open the, up on the 26th. Yeah, on Friday. Uh, 27, what, wait, no, 26. 26, yes. yeah, it opens up on Friday on, on that on that familiar Friday to Monday schedule. Um, I don't think that thing is going to get off to as fast a start as it did last year. But but it remains to be seen. You know, that being said, we'll probably be there. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll be there trying to figure we'll, it out. We'll probably be sure. there on Friday. Yeah, no question about it. All right, pop out of here for a quick quick break. Are you ready? Is your rig ready for summer? There will be maintenance, whether you like it or not. It, are you going to schedule the maintenance or your tires and bearings? Garrett Melton of Les Schwab Covenant is going to talk to us about that. Northwest Outdoor Port presented by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Then Chad Ellison. So. 
typically this time of year we're, we're up we're up in Sitka. My daughter's getting married next next week, so we're I, I, it's a good reason to skip a season, right? So mm-hmm. you're going to be heading up there. Sitka is stupid on fire. Talk to Robbo. Craig is 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 really on fire too. But what's right across Dixon Entrance, right there, our friends at Peregrine Lodge, we're going to be up there uh, in in about a month. What's going on up there? Chad Allison's going to talk to us about that. Stay tuned for a jam packed chucker block full hour two right here in the outdoor line. Seattle Sports Station seven ten Seattle Sports app.